Hey there, welcome to the Unfiltered Soul podcast where we get down and dirty with the real talk. I'm your host, Haley Navarro, and I'm here to let you know that you are not alone. Each week, I interview people who are sharing their unfiltered stories, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful. You're going to hear real life advice on overcoming obstacles that life likes to throw at us, especially the stuff that nobody likes to talk about. Are you ready to make some major self-improvements? Great. Me too. Let's go. Hello, hello, hello. I do want to apologize in advance for the sound of this audio. I'm actually recording this directly on my phone inside of my car. I just got to the park. I'm about to walk my dog Leah at the park. And this episode that I'm about to share with you has been sitting on my heart for a few months and I haven't really had the the thoughts fully formed in my head to create this episode. And as I was driving to the park today, I was like, okay, today is it. Just just do it, Haley. Speak from your heart. So that is what I'm doing. That is my hope for this episode. And today I want to talk about overcoming the struggles with body image. And I know this is something that a lot of us are going through. You know, there's just this quote unquote type of beauty that that is that there's a standard to it. You know, being thin is something that I grew up believing was beautiful or acceptable, or I would receive more love from it. Um, you know, I grew up in that time when Victoria's Secret angels were like hashtag goals. And so I have struggled with my body image from a very young age. I've talked about it multiple times before, but I can remember a specific time when I was about 10-ish years old. I was making ice cream with a girlfriend in the garage and she pointed out my tummy rolls. And um, I think ever since then, I've had this struggle with my own body image. So also, another thing that I've struggled with is, you know, on different sides of my family. I have on one side of my family, we're quote unquote, big boned. (laughs) We don't lose our weight after pregnancy. And I say we, and I'm, I'm, I haven't had a child, but that's the story that I've heard all of my life from one side of the family. And then on the opposite side of my family, my family's tiny, little, tiny people. And I've always sat somewhere in between, never, never big, but never tiny, and just kind of average, just kind of in it. But in my head, in my mind growing up, I was never thin enough. So that's where my struggle has, that's where my struggles have come from. Um, I've also in my early teen years, I tried <laughs> and I say tried because I wasn't successful at it. It only lasted a couple of weeks because it was very painful, but I tried throwing up. So I wouldn't eat, um, at school. I wouldn't eat breakfast. I wouldn't eat lunch. I'd come home and eat a whole bunch because I was starving and then I'd go throw it up. Um, So I experimented with bulimia in my early teen years. I never played around with anorexia because I like to eat. So that just wasn't even an option for me. But I know the struggle is very real in so many people. And so I just want to share my experience because 
within the last two years, you know, my body has changed quite a bit from not being able to work out and then, you know, acknowledging stress and depression and, and scared and all the emotions and sitting at home and eating and all of those things. So my body has been up and down. And then about in 2014, I went extremely the, the, the let's get tiny stage and I stepped onto a bodybuilding stage and I had probably lost about 30 to 40 pounds. I can't really remember now because it was so long ago, but I was tiny. I had abs. My head was big. My body fat was at a very low percentage. My doctor got upset with me because I lost my period and my hormones were way off and out of whack and I just wasn't healthy. So I've been up and down. Um, and I definitely know where my happy weight is and I know and I've tried all the dieting and all the things. But I really want to share with you today is how I've actually been able to overcome my struggles with my body image. And so I want to share that with you today. I know that I had to like give you that little bit of an intro or a backstory just to kind of get a full picture of where this episode is going and where it was coming from. And so my, one of my main things that I want to share with you right now is that no matter where you are at with your body image, whether you love your body or you hate your body or you're working on it or you're not really even thinking about it. I think one of the most important things to overcome body image struggles is forgetting everything you think you know about the diet industry. And I say this as a health coach. So in 2013, 2012, I became a health coach and I was coaching and I always had like this tug of war as far as actually coaching somebody and not, not feeling good enough. And I think that came from diet culture. Um, every day there's a new diet. Every day something changes in the diet industry. One day coconut is good for you. The next day it's bad for you. One day, um, fat is really good for you. The next day, fat's really bad for you. And so I've always struggled with actually like committing to a health coaching practice because I didn't want to give away the false information. And so here I am today and I, as a health coach, I'm saying, forget every single thing you know about the diet industry. Stop labeling food as good or bad. And I think that's one of the biggest things that has helped me overcome my struggle with my body image is not necessarily labeling food as good or bad. Yes, there is food that's more nutritious and there's food that's less nutritious, but at some point, whether you're doing it for actual nutrition for your body or you're doing it for pleasure, there is a time and a place for everything. And I'm talking about the spinach and the kale and the smoothies and all, the, you know, the quote unquote healthy things. But there's also a time and a place for Pringles and gummy bears and brownies and cookies and croissants and whatever else you enjoy. And so when we label food as good or bad, when we indulge in the things that we don't label as 
good for us. So if we eat the foods that are labeled bad, that gives a negative connotation to how our body actually receives it. And then we hang on to that in our bodies, in our emotions, in our subconscious. And so forgetting labeling, forget labeling and just see the food for what it is. This food is going to actually nourish my body. This kale is going to nourish my body. This chicken is going to nourish my body. This brownie is going to nourish my soul. (laughs) This cookie is going to bring me a little bit of pleasure for the day, right? Call it as it is. Not give the food so much power. And also another thing that has really helped me is not restricting yourself. So it kind of just plays into what I just said went to what I just said, but for years I went with restricting myself from restricting my calories to restricting the foods that I wouldn't eat for a full year. I didn't eat fruit and I enjoy fruit and I didn't eat it. And so when I started eating fruit again, that's all I wanted. And it was like this back and forth of restricting and gorging and binging and restricting. And that's just so not healthy for your mental health. And so I, I don't even know when it happened, but I think during the pandemic, I binged on cookies and treats and sugar and all the things, right? What else were we supposed to do? And then I went back and forth with, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. And finally, one day I was like, what the fuck ever, Haley? It's okay. (laughs) It is okay to eat the sugar. It is okay to eat the salt. It is okay to eat the chicken and the vegetables. Listen to your body and listen to what you are actually craving, whether it be nutrition or for joy or for pleasure or for taste. There is nothing wrong with that. And I think diet culture, there's so many wrongs in our diet culture, which then trickles down to how we feel about our bodies. So I think that's huge. I Definitely number one and number two is don't label your food and don't limit yourself. And then the second, well, I guess it would be the third thing. But the third thing for me that I've always done, whether I was labeling food or not, is just giving gratitude for my body and really paying attention to it and giving it what it needs and what it deserves. And so... I don't do this every morning. I would like to. I haven't been able to do it yet, but most days I do give grace and gratitude for my body, for my organs, for my skin, for my hair, for my legs, for my arms, for everything about my body that is working, right? And it just really, doing that just really allows me to be like, oh, I have this body. You know, some of us, Some people in this world don't have legs. Some people in this world don't have arms or fingers or toes. So really, we have this body and it reminds me to take care of my body physically, to nourish it, to do all the things, to take rest when I need it, and just be present with my body. And then I think the last thing that I'm going to share with this is It's okay for your body to change. And just knowing that, you know, I've seen a big difference in my body from my, from my twenties to my thirties. It just doesn't feel the same anymore. 
I used to be able to stand up for 12, 14 hours and work nonstop without taking a break and be okay. Yes, I would be tired, but my body would be okay. And now in my 30s, 10 years later, I work for six hours and I'm done. I'm so done. So just having that awareness and that knowing that our bodies change and they evolve and they support us for how they're, they're meant to be supported in that time. And just to give grace and to be honest with yourself and know that every day is different and that you get to choose every day how you want to move forward with it. It really is a choice and it really is about willingness to, to see and do things differently from the way that we've been programmed to think about our bodies. And again, I'm going to add something else because I don't have notes and this is how my brain works, but also understanding where the programming has come from. So where did you pick up this idea about your body image and how it should look like? Where did that come from? Did it come from society? Did it come from your parents? Did it come from a friend? Did it come from coworkers? That has also been a major factor in helping me overcome my struggle with my body image. You know, my, my Nana, I've heard all of my life, you know, wanting to take diet pills. And I've seen people take diet pills in my, in my family and close friends of family. And I've seen how it works and I'm like, oh, okay. And I thought that was the idea of beauty. And then again, I picked up the programming from TV. I picked up the programming from magazines and, and Shape Magazine that I used to love and Muscle and Fitness Hers and all of those places. And then I also picked up my programming from the beauty salons and working in Beverly Hills and having this idea of what beauty should look like. So understanding and identifying where you picked up that programming and seeing if you actually want to adopt that idea, chances are no. There are so many different sizes, so many different shapes, so many different areas of your body that are different. And there isn't one that's better than the other. So I just hope this resonates with you. And I hope that you have found one nugget to hold on to <laughs> or one nugget that resonates with you. And if it doesn't resonate with you, I, you know, throw it all away. But if it does, please let me know. Please share this with a friend. Please take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram, tag me, tag your friends who you think might benefit from this episode. Okay. It's getting wild at the park. <laughs> Cars are, you know, starting. Kids are yelling. I apologize if you can hear it in the background, but this episode needed to just come out now and I could not wait till I get back. Couldn't wait till I got back home. It had to come out and I am truly grateful for the way it came out. I hope it resonates with you. Please let me know if it does and I will talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Unfiltered Soul. If you love this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Wednesday. I can't wait to hang out with you again soon. And if you're looking for a crew of unfiltered souls like yourself, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. 
The link is waiting for you at kayleynavarro.com. See you there.